Hey, this is uh, Hobby Old City, and this is Sanford, your host. Hey, uh, we're here today, uh, and every time that I put a podcast on, which I'm going to try to do on Saturdays, is we're going to be talking about hobbies. Uh, every kind of hobby you can think of, even hobbies you've probably never even heard of. But uh, I'm going to do the research for you, and uh, give you as much information as I can on how to get started, or what it costs, and that type of stuff. This podcast right here is going to be over oil painting. Something that is dear to my heart and I love. And uh, so hopefully I can give you some information that uh, maybe uh, will help you along or get you started or uh, maybe give you some tips or tricks or something or another. So I hope that uh, everything works out and I'm hoping uh, I am on this new platform uh, Red Circle so uh, we're going to see how things go uh, but you ought to be able to catch me on several different uh, platforms uh, Spotify and places like that so just stay tuned and uh, let's get this thing rolling alright I hope you enjoyed that music um, there um the kind of the surfing type music. Anyway, uh, this is going to be for Saturday's podcast. And like I said in the uh, little intro there, we're going to be talking about oil painting. And um, so even if you're not really into oil painting, please, please still listen to this because it may be something that you do uh, that may help you gather some information to help you out on whatever hobby it is that you're doing. Uh, so, uh, yeah, just stay tuned for this. Uh, and at the end of this podcast, I'm going to kind of throw in some little tidbits of uh, something that's, that's off the wall. I haven't even come up with it yet, so we'll just have to uh, see how it works out. So, um, anyway, my name is Sanford, and this is Hobby O City. And before we get started, I'm going to talk about uh, a... Uh, a Facebook a web page that you need to go see. It belongs to my wife. This is not a paid uh, uh, deal at all, but it's called uh, Enchanting Mist. She does some wonderful work with uh, photographs, uh, also uh, handmade soaps and sugar scrubs, all that. Got Christmas coming along uh, pretty quick, so she does some beautiful baskets, and then she also does some handmade uh, craft items. So, uh, just go there, Enchanting Mist, uh, on Facebook. Uh, her name is Donna, and um, yeah, give her a shout out. Maybe she can fix you up with a nice Christmas present for the wife or daughter or mother or whatever. So, all right, uh, oil painting. Where do we where do we start with oil painting? I mean, you know, we've got every kind of you know. You've got abstracts, and you've got portraits, and you've got still life, and you got nature, and oh, so much, so much different stuff, types of paintings. I'd be here all day and probably half day tomorrow just talking about just that. So we're gonna kind of get off into a little bit of the structure of oil painting and what I do, and what I understand. That way, I'm not feeding you full of uh, crap and. Uh, Mainly what I do is 
uh, landscapes, uh, and I am working, currently working on uh, doing some portrait work. Uh, it's not turning out quite uh, like I expected, but uh, it is turning out pretty nice. So uh, we will uh, get you on that track as well. Um, so what do you need in order to begin oil painting? Do you have to start off with watercolors or uh, acrylics or anything like that? No. Okay. If you really are interested in um, starting with um, uh, oil painting, you know, you might go to... Depending on what you know, what you're really wanting to do, and that type of deal, uh, you don't have to be an artist in order to oil paint and enjoy it. Okay, you don't have to be that person that says, "Oh, it's you know." No, it's just just get your brushes, get your paints, and start trying it out. So, and you'll learn as you go. Trust me. Uh, but Bob Ross is a very good uh, example to get started with. And the reason I say Bob Ross is, number one, he, you know, he was doing it for years. Um, and uh, everybody's heard of him. You can still buy Bob Ross paints and all that stuff uh, as well. You don't need those paints. But uh, if, you're, if you're trying to work along while watching him, sometimes those paints and mediums and things like that will help. Uh, because they was designed to do the type of painting that he does. And Bob Ross does, uh, when he's doing his nature scenes, it's like that he's doing, he's using wet on wet. And basically what that means is he's going to wet the canvas down very, very slightly with a, depending on what he's, what he's trying to accomplish. But a, uh, it's just a, a, a white, uh, acrylic, um, I don't even want to say acrylic. Just a white medium, man. And it's not oil painting. It's it's, it's just, it's, it stays wet a little longer. Um, but it's very thin, very, uh, almost, almost a little liquefied, almost like a regular household paint, almost. So, but, but you put a very, very, very light coat of that on there. And it stays wet for quite some time. And so, as you're painting, you're using very little oil paints in order to cover a bigger area. You're able to blend and uh, wipe and smear and daub and whatever it is that you're trying to do or trying to accomplish. Uh, it makes it very much easier. And to get you kind of understand that is if you was to get two canvases, the exact same type of canvas, and you left one dry, and you put this um, this uh, white paint on there uh, on the other canvas, and then get you just one color of oil paint, and go over and try to draw a small bush or paint a small bush. I would say uh, you will find out that the very little paint goes a long ways on the wet canvas than it does on the dry canvas. All right, uh, it's also easier to work with, easier to blend, easier to tweak a little bit. So, um, but on the on the downside, I guess, is you have to work with your colors a little bit differently because you do have that little bit of white on the canvas, and so it will tend to bring down 
the color or the hue of whatever color it is you're using. So if you're using a red, it's going to bring it down to a, uh, a bright pink, I guess you might say. Um, you know, so yeah, just be, be leery of that, you know, and, and I don't even want to say leery, just, you know, just be cautious of that because you, as you're, as you're painting, you know, you've got this one thing in your mind and as you're going along, if it's not turning out exactly the way you see it or vision it, then it's not going to, you're not going to be happy with it no matter what. So, uh, but, uh, let me give me a drink here real quick. I apologize. Oh, all right. So, um, anyway, so that would be my first, very first suggestion is to try the wet on wet technique with Bob Ross and get his books and get his DVDs and get his VHS, whatever case may be, get a few of his paints. Uh, if you got the book, it tells you the whole list of paints to, that you need in order to accomplish whatever scene that you are doing. Uh, as far as brushes go, uh, you need, you know, uh, if you're doing a Bob Ross technique anyway, you need a regular, just a cheap, regular paintbrush. You don't want it so cheap that it's going to fall apart on you, but you want it just cheap because the only thing you're doing is putting some of the the uh, the white wetness on the canvas okay and then uh, an odorless thinner and then of course your oil paints and then your brushes you'll need a couple different size fan brushes uh, and uh, filber brushes uh, soft tip brushes you know but you don't need a lot okay I'm talking like a very very small handful okay uh you can and of course the more the more you spend the better the quality of brush the better quality of brush the longer it lasts as long as you keep it clean so uh but if you're not doing a ball brass uh, technique uh you want to get a good primed canvas and you uh you can buy the the canvas itself and then make your own frame and make it the size that you want it and stretch it and all that good stuff or you can go to the, the old hobby store over there and buy you some canvases whatever size you want and pay you know eight bucks for five of them and um just have a go at it one thing i could say about oil painting or well any type of painting or actually but um is you know, if you're not real happy with it, let it dry completely. Go back over it with some acrylic paint so it'll dry over it so that you start fresh and work on something else some more. You know, so, uh, but don't be scared to try different techniques. Don't be scared to, you know, try to put in whatever. Uh, do you need to know uh, aspects and ratios and all that stuff? Uh, a little bit, maybe. Depending on how technical your your painting is going to be, um, but you can get all your information you need on how to determine that online very easily. Uh, many, many, many different websites, and so like if you're doing portraits, you know your your measurements are always going. You know they're going to 
change a little bit, but not much. Okay. Um, so, and then they've got uh, marking tools and gauging tools as well. So, uh, actually, there's one that's very nice if you're doing a portrait or even a still life uh, from a picture. You can use this tool. It looks like uh, like an X almost. And you, you depending on how big or how small you want your painting, is, is where you set it at. But you have a uh, one end that's a little wider than the other, and so basically you'll you'll put that wider end on your picture, and then flip it over and use that smaller end on your canvas uh, in order to mark your spots of as to where you want what. Uh, I know that kind of sounds all confusing, and that's just but that's just the way I talk, and I apologize, um, but. There is so many different techniques on that. Just get on YouTube and go to the websites and look and see. Okay, so now how many different types of oil paints is there out there? Well, I don't know for sure. I know there's several different brands. Uh, of course, the the it's just like your brushes. The more you pay, the better quality you get. Uh, if you go into a rep a reputable uh, art supply store uh, they do have oil paints that are like handmade all the time those are very expensive uh, but you can actually make your own your own oil paints but it's you know a little, little more time consuming difficult things of that nature so I don't even mess with it personally um, let's see here but you're you know like you got uh, your cheaper tubes of oil paint, which cost you a couple bucks for a you know small tube, and up to I don't know eight or nine bucks for a large tube. And then you've got oil paints that runs you around forty five, fifty bucks for a large tube. So, uh, but your pigments and stuff are all better. Your oil quality is a lot better. Your the texture, the smoothness, the everything is it it just goes better. I still use the cheaper paints. I still use Bob Ross paints. I still use the cheaper brand. I can't name off any brands right now. Um, but like if you just go to your local uh, Walmart or Hobby Lobby or something like that, you're, you know, those paints that you're seeing there, um, you look at the prices and you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, so uh, you can actually... You know, uh, when you get home, open it up a little bit and take a very cheap paint in one in one hand, put a little bit on a finger in one hand, get a, a more expensive paint and put a little bit of paint on that hand, on the other hand, and you can feel the, the differences. One's going to feel more like silk and the other one's going to feel a little more, not going to be rough or nothing like that, but you'll, you'll feel the thickness and the the texture behind it also you'll see the difference in colors so they use better pigments things of that the higher price that you go and that's that's with any hobby any craft you know the more you you know you know unless you're building something or doing something yourself well you know it's a little different that's a totally different uh, story in itself but just find a paint that you like. Try two or three different brands. And once you find one that you like, stick with it. 
uh, you may find out that there's two brands that you like. Uh, you like uh, your whites and your blacks and all in this one brand, and you like your reds and your different hues and stuff in this other brand. And that is fine and dandy, too. They all mix. They all work good together. They are oil paints. It's just your uh, being more vibrant or um, realistic, that type of thing, um, is what you're going to be dealing with. So, But a good prime canvas will help you a lot um, with that. Uh, if you're wanting to do, like, a, if you're doing landscape, you want to do, like, a night scene, paint your uh canvas black or buy a black canvas whichever but you paint it black with acrylic paint acrylic paint will dry uh go back over it a little bit make sure there's um you know a little fine piece of uh newspaper or something like that use almost like a sandpaper to get any little maybe uh bumps or air bubbles or whatever out of it but uh, try to make it as smooth as you can if you need to. It depends on what you're trying to do anyway. But do that, and then as you're painting, that black will show up through and give you a, a, a darker, deeper scene uh, as well. So uh, all these other mediums that people use and stuff, I have not quite figured out a lot of it. Uh, um, there's a, a few that I use a little bit, not a lot. Uh, and that's linseed oil. And, and there's one, it's almost like a gel. I can't remember the name of it. Um, but it helps to lighten up your paint a little bit, make it softer, easier to pliable. But if you use too much of it, it won't. you won't see it or notice it right away. It may be a month after it dries. It may be a six months or a year, and that oil that will start bleeding through. So use very, very, be very cautious of it, and use it very lightly. If you're not sure as to what it does or what's in it or how to properly use it, just go to YouTube or go to the website, and you can find all the information you want on that particular um, medium. Okay. Uh, the other thing besides brushes, uh, fan brushes and those filber brushes and stuff like that I was telling you about is uh, you'll need uh, a couple different size palette knives. And those palette knives are very good for mixing, but they're also very good for cutting in uh, mountains or uh, trees, things of that nature. So, um, you know, I'll, I, I carry a... Uh, a one I think it's like uh, two and a half inches wide and then I've got one that's I want to say maybe an inch inch and a half wide and then I've got a very small one that I use occasionally uh, like for little small tree branches or something like that and I just and basically I just get very very little on the tip it don't matter what size knife I'm using uh, but I use very, very little and just kind of roll a little bit on the tip. And then as I'm running across my canvas, it will leave that mark uh, of representing a, a tree limb. Or uh, or I will make a mark and then rake downward, applying that paint kind of in a rough manner downward uh, at a 
little angle and that will start cutting in rocks and stuff into my mountains. And then you just have to figure out the shadows and where the light source is and all that stuff uh, in order to do your shadows and your uh, highlights and so forth and so on. So, uh, if you don't know the difference between, uh, you know, like shadows and highlights and uh, gradients in your colors, get online and look, YouTube, whatever. Um, you know, because like if you're, let's say you're doing a mountain and you got a lot of rocks, uh, maybe at the very top, it's more of a snow, uh, you know, has snow on it and the rest of it's more, gray, uh, black, browns, greens, that type of, uh, of, uh, colors. But in order to make those rocks that you cut in with your palette knife, look like rocks you're going to have, to have one uh two three four five different colors in order to bring it up or down uh to the darkness that you need or the lightness that you need and so as you're coming up like say in the in the crevices of your rocks would be black or you don't need ever you don't, very some ever use just pure black yeah you know add black with a little bit of crimson red or uh, ochre or yellow or something like that uh, but using a very dark color for your shadow and then coming up with uh, a tone that's a little bit lighter than that and a little bit lighter than that a little bit lighter depending on how deep that crevice is going to be so uh, just keep that in mind and pay close attention as to which direction that you're painting in or that you're pulling your knife in that type of deal. So, I know it sounds like I'm cramming a lot in, but it's it, it's really hard uh, when I'm sitting here talking to you through a microphone, and I don't have a guest here to talk to or talk with. I'm just having to just talk to you, uh, not seeing your reactions, not seeing your face, and and not just like telling stories back and forth. Okay. Uh, it's, you know, it gets pretty hard and I wish that, you know, I had a couple of guests, uh, uh, even if there's just every so often, it'd make it a whole lot easier. Uh, so if anybody may be interested or something, we can figure out something, uh, I can figure out how to, you know, we can figure out how to do it online or on, on the phone or whatever. But, um, anyway, so, I try not to uh, take too many little breaks because I kind of lose track of where I'm at and what I, you know. But then if I keep talking, it's kind of like I'm just rambling and rambling and rambling. And I, I know I, uh, yeah, you know, tell them what I really sound like out there. So, just bear with me and I apologize for that. I get out of breath so easy too because I'm just talking and talking and talking and talking. <laughs> but oil painting gets something very nice and something very relaxing and soothing and calming to the nerves and stuff. So even if you're not planning on, you know, maybe, you know, being an artist or whatever. I mean, my mom always said, you know, she couldn't draw a straight line and stuff, but uh, she picked up oil paintings uh, several years ago and 
She did the, nothing but the ball bros technique. And she ended up having two or three paintings in some of the local banks and stuff here in town. So she sold a few and I've got a few and things of that nature. And then I picked up oil painting a little bit later. Uh, drawing and things of that nature I did for a little while as well. Uh, one of the other, I guess one of the other hobbies that I had and I did for a little while, people really liked and that was spray paint art. And maybe I'll throw a podcast uh, in there on spray paint art. Uh, something uh, very fun and uh, exciting and very quick. You know, you can have a, a very nice painting done in, you know, 15 minutes. So, um, or, or probably quicker than that. So, anyway, uh, I'm trying to think. I, I believe that's pretty much all we have or all I have for you as far as wall painting. Just get your feet wet and and sit back and don't criticize yourself too much. Uh, remember, you know, nobody's ever satisfied with their own work. It all depends on what other people think, okay? But don't let what other people say or think either de deter you from doing something or trying something new. Uh, just do it and have fun at it and enjoy it and relax. Set a you know, glass of wine and, or mug of beer or whatever the case may be. So... Uh, I'm going to remind you one more time, uh, you go over to uh, Enchanting Mist and visit with my wife over there, message her, maybe she'll um, work out a deal with you and you can get a nice basket for your wife or whoever or or even, you know, the men. It, you know, she has some uh, really unique uh, gift items and, and everything is either handmade or redone, you know, so... Uh, go visit her and look at some of her pictures and things of like that on the gallery. So, I uh, thank you for that. So, what are we going to talk to uh, talk about here at the end? Well, I thought about a little bit, and um, I'm keeping my podcast clean, and so I've been trying to think of what we could talk about. That's besides just hobbies. And, uh, you know, just kind of give you like a little 10 minute tidbit of something. So, um, let me take care. How about, uh, let's do this. Okay. Uh, something that uh, I really enjoy and stuff. And I think most of you enjoy as well. And that is sex. <laughs> Actually, what I'm talking about is uh, uh, marriage, uh, you know, sex with your life partner, if you will. Uh, but um, so just throw that in there a little bit. What makes sex so good? And uh, I'm not talking about like physically. I'm talking more, you know, it's physically, mentally, emotionally, all that. And that is love, trust, and respect those three things going together can, can bring you together a lot closer uh, than you could ever imagine and with those uh, even though you're married and even with those three things I just told you about uh, those three things you can still have very uh, wild passionate 
uh, erotic, even kinky type sex and still be considered, you know, making love. Or you can split it up. You got making love and you got, well, let's just leave it at that. So, um, yeah, those those are things. Love, trust, and respect is is what you need for to be with anybody, uh, even if we're not talking about sex. But you know, your 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 wife or your husband, you know, in order to to have great passionate erotic sex, you have to have those three things. And then after that, uh, it's toys, you know. <laughs> so, uh, what's a what's a good website where you can go get uh, adult um, bedroom toys? And the website that I consider, and this is not a paid deal, but it, uh, it's something I li- I like going to, just looking and occasionally buying, I guess, for me, and my wife. Uh, and that is called, uh, what is the name of that place? Extreme Restraints. It sounds real kinky and stuff, but they have anything and everything. So uh, you might want to go check them out if you if you would like to. Like I said, it's not an advertisement or nothing. I'm just throwing it out there. Um, but, um, yeah, love, trust, and respect is the three things that you need in order to have a good, fulfilling marriage, but even a better sex life. So... Keep that in mind and enjoy your day. I appreciate it. And please leave me a comment, um, email, something, letting me know, hey, you know, you need to speed it up a little bit. You need to slow it down a little bit. You need to talk a little better English, whatever the case may be. <laughs> you know, I don't care. Um, but y'all have a very good day and very good weekend. And I will see y'all.